Well, friends, welcome to episode number 63 of the Created to Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Lori Snyder, and today I'm going to be talking about how to overcome loneliness. And I'm going to give you scriptures as well as some practical tips so you can thrive, especially during this holiday season. And I know now more than ever, so many people feel disconnected, isolated, and lonely. And it doesn't matter what our age is. We can still feel lonely in any circumstance, even when we're surrounded by people. And you can be in a relationship or have many friends and acquaintances and still feel lonely. So I want to help you thrive today. And there is a difference between being alone and being lonely. You know, being alone can be described as uh, you're independent, uh, solitary, on your own, separated from other people. But experiencing loneliness is that sad feeling or having a sense of despair from being apart from other people or feeling abandoned or rejected and or having a lack of companionship. And, you know, loneliness often results from a trauma or a crisis, often due to the death of a loved one or a divorce or a separation, or even a major life change. And I know several people that lost loved ones this time last year, and, you know, are facing um, some challenges going through the holiday season. So I really just want this to be something that will help you practically walk out, whether it's for you or for someone else. Because I have experienced this many times, you know, for me, because of our multiple moves around the country, you know, coupled with my husband's travel for his job, I have probably battled loneliness and hopelessness the most. And loneliness is when our soul feels isolated from meaningful human connections, you know, feeling misunderstood, disconnected, rejected, or not belonging. And I know for me, loneliness hangs out the most inside of a marriage because it's the place that we least expect it. And I had to really face this multiple times because my husband travels extensively every week and is pretty much home only on the weekends. And especially when the seasons when I was raising young boys and then especially teenage boys, it was hard. And I had to really learn how to override my emotions and not give place to feeling helpless and hopeless and lonely. And so I want to share some nuggets with you today to help you practically walk this out. And here's how you can really help me out. Can you share this with a friend? You know, I I know that this is helping people and I hear some comments. And so thank you if you are responding to me via email or on social media. And you can email me at lori at lorikaysnyder.com and I'll have that in the show notes as well as on Instagram or Facebook at Lori K-A-Y Snyder. And I would love to have your feedback. It really does help me, <laughs> encourage me and blesses me to know that my time and, and what I'm doing to come in here every week and show up really is making an impact. And uh, so not to sell selfish, but it's a little lonely here on this side of the mic. 
I'm just kidding because I'm talking about loneliness. But anyway, but if you can share this with a friend, family member, or as many people as possible, and just let me know that. And then also too, make sure you are subscribed. Hit the subscribe button if you are not already so you don't miss out on any episode. All right, so let's get on with the show. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who he created you to be because you were created to thrive. to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. All right, friends, our heart's deepest desire is to be loved and have a sense of belonging. God created us that way, to have that deep connection, first with him, that vertical relationship, and then with others, which is our horizontal relationship. And it's so important that we understand that we were created in love, by love, for love. And that is what we need to have that connection to. And if you've listened to me at all, you know that I will talk about we have to really receive God's love first for us, not focus on how much we love God and trying to prove to God by doing things to show him how much we love him, but rather the mindset of, God, I want my heart so fixed and founded or established in your love for me, to know the depth, the width, the height, and the length of your unconditional love because of Jesus Christ and his finished work and because of his obedience. And now I enter into that relationship through the covenant that Jesus made with with the Father God that I now can have the life that I truly was created for. And I want to be all that God created me to be. But we have to be first before we do. The doing comes out of the being. And so in that, we have to know first and foremost how to have God meet those deep longings of our heart. And I've talked about this in, in emotional wellness that you know our feelings are just like instrument panels. We don't live by our feelings. And our feelings will lie to us, so we have to check those. But what we have to do is we have to dig down deeper to really look at what need is not being met. And that sense of belonging, that sense of feeling God's love and the love from other people is at the core of our being because we're created in the image and likeness of God and to have dominion here on the earth to rule and reign with him. So we first see this in Genesis 2.18, and I'm just going to read this for you. It says, The Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Now, this was the first time that God said something 
that was not good, right? Everything in creation up to that point was that God made it and it was good. And he, when he made mankind on the sixth day, it was very good. So Eve was formed out of Adam. He was the same kind because when Adam was naming the animals, he realized, you know, none of these are my kind. And so God formed Eve to be alongside him, to be a helper comparable to him. And we see this a lot through the Psalms in the Old Testament that the Lord is our help. Psalm 33:20 says, "Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield." And so we're going to see this theme that we are not to be alone, but then God doesn't just say that we're not to be alone. He gives a solution. And so God in the Old Testament, the people are recognizing that he is with them. But in the Old Covenant or the Old Testament, people did not have the Holy Spirit. Only certain people, certain prophets, for example, had the Holy Spirit come upon them for a certain time, a season, for a specific reason, but then would leave. And it wasn't until Jesus came and uh, he, when he ascended, when he, you know, his death, burial, and then resurrection, that he said that we will have the Holy Spirit. And so now we get to have the helper with us at all times. You know, in John 16, Jesus talks about the comforter, the helper, the counselor, the spirit of truth who lives in us. And so that's the beauty that we have. We have God with us, Emmanuel every single day if you're a born-again believer. And so I want to walk you through um, just some scriptures that you can um, glean from, but you have to understand the Old Testament, they were looking towards the future of the cross, we'll say, just in general. But now as a new covenant believer on this side of the resurrection, we look back to see what was fulfilled in Jesus, in his obedience. And so it's not good for a man should be alone. So first of all, isolation is a trap of the enemy. It is not healthy for us physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually. And I'm not going to get into all the physiology between it or uh, among that. I can't even talk here. I'm not going to get into the physiology behind all of that. But isolation will actually cause you to be very sick. Uh, stress hormones, the cortisol, all of that will affect us. In Proverbs uh, 18.1, it says, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. And how I say that is we start to believe our own lies. Our feelings will speak to us, and they will lie to us, and we'll start to go down the rabbit trail of, oh, I guess everyone has abandoned me, no one likes me, I'm unlovable, um, I'm such a failure, and that self-talk will start to be believable because we're isolating ourselves, and um, we start to believe the lies of the enemy. And so we have to recognize we have an enemy who hates us and wants to destroy us. In John 10.10, if you've listened to me at all, you know that that's one of my plumb line scriptures. It's the thief, or in this case, the devil, that comes to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus came to give us life 
in life abundantly to the full, overflowing. And so we've got to recognize, is that thought stealing, killing, or destroying? Or is it giving us life? And when we are in relationship with others, we get to have those speak truth to us. You know, we need meaningful relationships with other people and genuine fellowship with other believers. Because when we're alone, we're much more vulnerable to temptation, to fear, depression, and even suicide. And I know that especially since the pandemic, this has been very devastating time for people. And we're seeing the effects of all of that isolation, just the fact that people didn't touch each other anymore. We were created for touch. We need the human touch. And they've done experiments with babies, and they have found that the ones that were not touched actually ended up dying. Well, that can happen with our soul. Our soul can start to just um, feel like death. And, you know, think about when the devil tempted Jesus. It was when he was alone in the desert and he was weak from fasting for 40 days. The devil is the father of lies. He's the accuser of the brethren. And in James, it talks about he goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour or how he, who he may devour. And so we don't want to give place to the enemy. It says that we are to submit ourselves to God. We humble ourselves before God. We resist the devil and he will flee. So we've got to resist those lies. And so I'm going to teach you some things on how you can use the word just like Jesus did in the desert to speak the word against the lies, to counter the lies with the truth. And we have to fight lies with the truth. And we have to know that we are truly not alone because God is with us. He's in our hearts. He's in our minds. He's speaking to us through scripture. We commune with him through prayer. And like I said before, he is Emmanuel, God with us. The Holy Spirit, as a new covenant believer, we have the Holy Spirit who lives inside our born-again spirit. He's the same spirit and power that raised Jesus from the dead. And greater is he who lives in me than he who is in the world. And if God be for me, who can be against me? These are the things that we have to stir ourselves up. You know, David in the Psalms said, you know, why are you downcast, O my soul? So he would speak to his soul. He would speak to his mind, his will, his emotions, and use his imagination to encourage himself with God's word. He would always come back to the faithfulness of God. And so I'm going to have some Psalms in here for you, and I will have a bunch of scriptures. You know, I'm a Bible teacher, and so the word is is premier, and so I'll have those in the show notes for you, so don't feel like you have to take all these notes. You can have them all in one place in the show notes. But so the first thing, how we're going to overcome loneliness is the Word of God. We're going to read scriptures that speak truth to counter the lies of the enemies. You know, and God's promise is that I will never leave you nor forsake you. And it's found in multiple books of the Bible, both in the Old and the New Testaments. And with this promise, we can be assured that he is always with us and encourage us to know that he is faithful. He is true. And a lot of times people will say, well, Lori, I just don't feel like God's with me because he's, you know, God's a spirit. Yes, 
you have to stir up yourself and you have to use your God-given imagination to start engaging the scriptures as if the Lord is sitting right before you. You know, I invite the Lord to have, you know, tea or coffee with me and as if he's sitting right there and I commune with him because it's such an intimate relationship. That's how we were created. You know, in Genesis, when it talks about Adam and Eve walked in the cool of the day with the Lord, that's how we were meant, that personal, deep relationship. And you can go back, and I have several messages on how God wants relationship with us and how you can grow closer to the Lord, because that is my life message, is intimacy with God. Because I lived one way, and now I live another. I grew up heathen. I know what it's like to live without God, but I also know what it's like to live empowered by the Holy Spirit and to know things that there's no way in my natural mind I could know and to be an encouragement to others. And so I want to share these. I preach myself happy here, so I'm going to share this before I keep going. But okay, so for me personally, Psalm 23 is a psalm that I think we continually live out our entire lives. It's a cycle. And you know, loneliness can feel like death where it says that though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You know, that shadow of death, a shadow has no substance. It's real, but it's not tangible. It just feels like death or a dark cloud. But then you have to know that the Lord is with you and he will lead you through to refresh and restore you. Another one of my favorites is Psalm 91, the whole thing. And I actually did a whole teaching on Psalm 91. I don't have that on the podcast, though. I need to redo it because I did it in um, a big church several years ago. And it really blessed me when I meditated on it for so many months to prepare for that message. But Psalm 91.1 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him I will trust. And you can just camp out on that scripture and break those words down in the Hebrew. And I'm telling you, just that verse alone can strengthen you and will bless you to know that you are not alone, that God is your strength and your refuge. And when you trust him, he will lead you out into the best places. You know, and it's that secret place that is that unknown and untouchable place that the enemy cannot touch or his lies cannot touch. And it's a place that I go to. You know, you may have heard that secret place and like, what is that, Lori? Is it my prayer closet? I don't have a prayer closet. I've never understood that. Like, (laughs) my time of prayer is really, it's, well, my story is I've moved so much, so I've had so many different places, but... um, That is that place that I go to in my imagination, whether I'm sitting in a chair, whether I'm walking, whether I'm laying in bed, it doesn't matter. It's that place that I go to to commune with God, to open my heart, to connect with the one who loves me so passionately and unconditionally that will help shake up anything that is not of him to fall off of me, but it's a choice that I have to make. And I have to remind myself that he did not even spare anything so that I could be his. It says that, you know, that he demonstrates 
his love towards us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, that Jesus shed his blood for me. He died for me so that I would never be alone. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but it blesses me beyond because to know that someone died for me, to have a right relationship with the creator of me, it just, nothing and no one can touch that. And it takes time to develop that. And if you don't have that relationship yet, know that that's that invitation that he has. He's given you his helper, his comforter to fill those deepest needs that you have. And it's in that secret place where God's truth will override the lies of the enemy. And that's where you experience that life to the fullest, that abundance, despite your circumstances. And if you need help with that, reach out to me, email me, message me, because that's what I do all the time. I help people grow deeper in their intimacy with the Lord to discover who they are, whose they are, and why they're here, to give their life meaning and significance. And it's so important. Okay, I'm going to quickly run through these scriptures. So I just want you to receive them. Don't worry about writing them down. I just want to wash them over you, so to speak. It's the washing of the water of the word, scripture says. But one of my favorite go-to scriptures is when I'm feeling lonely is Isaiah 41, verse 10. And I like it from the New Living Translation that says, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. And in the Old Testament Psalms, we find some of the greatest words of hope when we go through times of feeling lonely. And I've talked about this before, the Psalms. I call them Psalms of the soul, right? When our soul needs that soothing But again, the Psalms were written before Jesus, so now we know we've got the fulfillment of that with Jesus and then also, too, with the second coming, depending on what the context is. But anyway, Psalm 37, or sorry, Psalm 34, I love all of it, but I'm going to read Psalm 37, I keep saying Psalm 37. Psalm 37, 4 is one of my favorites, where it says, delight yourself also in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. Those are those deep desires, those deep longings to belong to be loved, to be accepted, to be forgiven. Those are our core needs that we have. It's not just food and shelter that are our core needs. No, these core needs are those deep emotional needs. Psalm 34, 18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalm 147:3, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up our wounds. And I know we go into Isaiah 53, and it talks about, and Isaiah's prophesying of Jesus well, you know, 100 or what, 700 years before the cross, that he sees Jesus in his, and by the Spirit, and on the cross. And that talks about how he was bruised, that he was wounded, that all that he's going to do, that he came to bind up the brokenhearted and set the captives free and all of that. I'm mixing scriptures here, but I just get excited. So Psalm 25, 16 through 17 says, uh, the writer gives us a prayer to God in times of loneliness and says, I am lonely and afflicted. Relieve the troubles of my heart and free me from my anguish. And again, these are scriptures, I'm reading them fast, 
and you can go back and just meditate. And meditate means you just roll them over in your mind over and over. Like if you can worry about a problem, you're meditating. You're just meditating on the negative. These are to be meditating on the positive. Psalm 38.9 shows us our feelings of loneliness and our cry to God for help. It says, O Lord, all my longing is before you. My sighing is not hidden from you. Those are those deep desires of our heart that only the Lord can truly meet. Psalm 62, 8, trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. And I've said this many times before, God is a heart God. God wants your heart. Romans 8, 38 through 39, for I am convinced that neither death nor life neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That one you need to just keep going over and over. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 29. Come to me all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. 1 Peter 5, 7 really goes along with that. It says, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And then Ephesians 1 and 3 talk about spiritual truth. So I would just say read all of Ephesians 1 and 3. And there's prayers in there that you can specifically enter your name into and personalize those prayers of Paul and pray those over yourself and establish, you know, having the eyes of your heart enlightened, opened, so you would know the hope and the calling you have in Christ Jesus to be rooted and grounded in love. I'm paraphrasing, but go read Ephesians 1 and 3. Those are spiritual realities that you have already been blessed with if you have made Jesus your Lord and Savior. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, be anxious for nothing. That's no thing, right? Be anxious for nothing. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I want to encourage you to listen to episode 30 uh, I did that's uh, how to let God's peace rule in your heart. That was from Colossians. But um, it's a great episode to help talk more about the peace of God. And then episode 12, I talk about when all hope seems lost, healing for the brokenhearted. And then also episode 11, um, I did, these were a year ago, Real Hope and Peace for Christmas, since we're coming upon the Christmas season. Okay, so the first one is the word. The second one is pray. You are first going to connect with God to benefit your heart and have your needs met. And I'm just going to pray this over you. I'm just going to pray a prayer that I would say, like, if I'm feeling lonely, um, this might be a prayer that I would uh, pray just in communing with the Lord. Um, and I would say something like, Father God, I pray the eyes of my understanding would be opened so I will experience the depth of your unconditional love for me. I choose to believe and receive your love as your word says that love never fails. I pray for deep authentic and healing connections with other people. I pray for a new friend 
and that I could be an answer to someone else's prayer who wants a friend. I choose to trust you when you say to be courageous because you are always with me and that you will never abandon me. You will never reject me. Lord, I choose to rest in your love for me so I won't feel alone. I will be encouraged with your word and your truth. And I thank you you've given me the Holy Spirit, who is my helper, my comforter, my teacher, the spirit of truth. And so I acknowledge your presence. And I thank you in Jesus' name. And you can go more into your own prayer, but I just want to give you an idea of that's my kind of prayer. I'm not really praying specifically. There's times where I pray specifically, but when I'm feeling lonely, I just want to feel God's comfort and his love. And I pray the word. I will pray scriptures over myself too to benefit my heart because the word does not fail. And I'll say just out of a declaration, thank you, Lord, the word is working in my life. Some of you need to say that out loud right now. God, your word is working in my life, and I thank you that your word will not return void, as it says in Isaiah 55, but it will accomplish what it is set out to do. Okay, so number three, be an answer to someone else's prayer. Reach out to someone to encourage them. You know, when I was... um, at my lowest and when I felt the most lonely and I had, you know, my twin boys were young and we had moved to a new city where I didn't really know people, um, the Lord just challenged me to reach out and help other people, to serve. So I went to a ministry I really didn't know. It was a television, or excuse me, it was a radio broadcast that I listened to on Moody Radio. This was in Grand Rapids. And I just felt compelled to go there and say, hey, I want to volunteer. How can I help? And I did that for a season. And you know what? It was such a blessing for me. They took care of my kids, and I got to serve and take my mind off of my own circumstance, my own situation, my own troubles or woes or whatever. You know, who? one of the things during my prayer time, too, is who could I reach out to, Lord? Who's going through a hardship right now? Who has experienced a loss? or a death, or a divorce, or someone has a difficult marriage. You know, I just did my last episode, Difficult Relationships, and um, my friend really counsels people that are separated and have to co-parent with toxic people. So who do you know that you could lend a helping hand to? Whether it's a phone call, or a text, or a handwritten card, Go do an activity with someone, bake cookies with them, um, shovel someone's driveway. We used to do that a lot. I would get my boys out there and say, hey, let's go bless a neighbor. And, you know, it's, it doesn't, when you're in snow, it's not hard to find out who hasn't shoveled their driveway or their sidewalk. So we would just go and do that all the time. And it's just a way of giving back and saying, hey, we care about someone else. And serving, it just helps you take your mind off of you, and it gives you a sense of meaning and belonging. And I just used to say every day, I am blessed to be a blessing. And that's what I taught our boys. 
you know, guys, we're blessed to be a blessing, but love takes action. So how can we act in love for someone today? And a lot of times we would make cards for people, for the elderly. There was a, um, a skilled nursing center near us. So we would draw cards and or we would paint cards and we would take them because a lot of those people never get mail, especially during the holidays. They're forgotten. They're left in these places basically to go die. Oh, that's another story. So um, who can you reach out to? I'm going to challenge you. This is a season of giving, but it doesn't have to be take money, but it does need to have your heart involved. And when you give back to others, there's just this beautiful thing that happens because we're created in the image of God. And God so loved the world that he gave his best. We are givers. That is who you truly are. That is your identity in Christ Jesus. And when you get that, you will just look for opportunities to be a blessing to other people. And you watch how you're going to be blessed in return. It's just the way the kingdom works. Freely receive, freely give, and it comes back to you. So, all right. I have preached myself happy, and if you're still feeling lonely, then you need to reach out to me because, or go back and listen to this again. But God is the lifter of your head. He came to bind up the brokenhearted and set the captives free. So if that is you today, I pray that the Spirit of the Lord would so quicken your heart to believe his word, to know that he is with you. He will never leave you. He will never reject you or forsake you. And so he's inviting you into a deep personal relationship with you. And all you have to do is say, yes, Lord, I surrender. I want to know you in the power of your resurrection, as Paul said. So I pray this blesses you today. And friend, reach out to me. I would love to know your feedback, your comments, um, because that's just the way it, it works, right? We're, the kingdom of God is upon us, and we're to release it so we can be a blessing to others. All right, until next time, I'm going to start talking about salvation and what salvation truly means, that what the gift of Christmas really is, is the gift of salvation. And I'm going to unpack that because we have not really been taught what salvation truly means besides our sins being forgiven and going to heaven. So that will be future episodes. Can't wait. All right. Love you, my friends. Bye-bye.